All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Linda's already like, this is weird. <laughs> Linda's like me. She's so it's going to feel like that. So we are joined for our third episode of Real Stories by, I'm just going to say Miss Linda. Um, it's Linda Watson now. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. But Linda. <laughs> but we call her Miss Linda. <laughs> But we are joined by Linda Wasson. We are so excited to have her here. Um, as you guys know, we have been uh, once a month going through and doing what we call Real Stories, where we take time for you to kind of get to know a little bit more about your Real Church family and some of the people that are a part of this unique uh, group of weirdos. Um, and, uh, Linda was an early one. Linda, <laughs> early we are, weirdo yeah, we're to gonna, join the we, crew. We are going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but we are so thankful to be able to um, have Linda with us here today to be able to share. Um, if you don't know Linda, you must live under a rock. Right? <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, Linda is always bubbly and outgoing. Uh, and always smiling ear to ear. Um, wear super cute, stylish outfits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reflective of her antique style. Or vintage, I should say. So cool. Vintage beauty. <laughs> uh, but we we are excited to be able to highlight uh, Linda this month. Share, let, Give her the opportunity to share a little bit about herself, a little bit about her own story and some of the things that she's experienced. And uh, so we're just really excited. Linda is in what we are calling the podcast room for the first time. And so it's pretty she's, amazing. <laughs> she's not impressed. <laughs> I told her we're putting a skylight in. Uh, that's what we're working it's on. under construction. <laughs> I will say I always wondered what was behind that door. Well, see, so, yeah. If you, you want to know what's behind any door, Linda, you come and we'll, if, we'll show you. If this is the price of finding out <laughs> the mystery. <laughs> I'm in. Now, do you remember the role we had at the beginning? If you opened the door, you had to handle the project. Yeah, oh. we, yeah when we first launched a church, we warned everyone, like, there's a lot of rooms that aren't done. And the rule was, if you opened the door and the room was not completed, you then had to complete that room. That so that's why people like you've never opened this door. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm just but, happy no yeah, no, 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 no. there's nothing up there. Trust me, I work in here all day long. Um, so maybe for those who don't know you, um, maybe we can start this off. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, about hobbies, whatever you want to say. As you just kind of introduce, who is Miss Linda? Well, um, I um, would say first and foremost, I'm a wife. And um, I'm a proud grandma of five, and um, I live right in the center of Kazadale, yep. which is um, not really that hard to do. It's not <laughs> really, if you miss my house, you're out of Kazadale. Um, but I love living in a small town, and um, and I have been in this house for like 30 years wow but i have never (laughs) we love it we looked for years and years for that house and um we lived in the city and um when our kids were out and we were pretty sure they weren't going to bounce back we decided we were going to slow things down yeah quit Mm -hmm. our big jobs and we were going to find a place out in the country wow and so we found that house, and it it is a farm, but we have only just had dogs there. We did yeah mostly Sheltie rescue for 
30 years. We're down to two, but at times wow. we had as many as eight. Wow. <laughs> so, Definitely. Yeah. It was yeah. So, yeah. It was a lot of dogs. We had yeah. a lot of dogs and a lot of hard luck cases. And now we're just down to the two. And, um, but what we really love about where we live is, um, cause Addale was built in the 1870s. And all the houses along Rochester, Cazadale Road were built about the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be a village all laid out with streets behind us. And those streets still exist on paper. Um, But most of the town just never took off. And Mm -hmm. so our our property was supposed to be blocks of houses and and on different streets. So what I love about it is... If I walk out my front door, I'm in this little village. I can walk down the street to the general store that's been there for 120 years, visit with some awesome neighbors. But if I want peace and quiet, I just go on my back porch, and as far as I can see, Mm -hmm. there's this undeveloped, you know, natural, you know, acreage, and we own that. And so it's just the best of both worlds, you know, and I just really love it. But one thing that I never had um, because of these five kids, <laughs> um, <laughs> was the ability to go to church close to where I lived. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we always wanted to, um, the kids were down in Cincinnati and we wanted to be able to get them two and three times a week to, up yeah. to church. So right. we chose a church that was convenient to their house. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time I've been at a church for any length of time that was this close. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and what I Very love close. about it was, yeah, I'm really close. I mean, yeah. I could walk. You're, you are the closest, I think, actually. But it's really yeah. my first experience of going to church with neighbors yeah. and, yeah. you know, and m- m- being able to see the people I go to church with outside of it's church. It's different, you know? isn't it? It really and is great. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it really is a different kind of church family yeah. when you can interact beyond Saturday or right. Sunday yeah. or yep. whatever. So, yeah. so it's, it's been really fun to, to find this church at, at this stage. So what's amazing about where you live is, you know, I, I grew up on Eltroth Road. Yeah. Right. So I was so yeah. close to Linda's house yeah. and I played. She may have seen you. Somewhere. Oh, she probably run me off. Like, get this riffraff out of here. Even um, when Tom and I dated, we walked the, the railroad, railroad tracks. I, oh, yeah. I played on those railroad tracks every day. I would fish in that little creek down there, yeah. and I would walk down that little side street that goes behind the old church building, this kind of catty corner from where mm-hmm. you guys are at. Mm-hmm. Um, used to play with the neighborhood kid in mm-hmm. the greenhouse. I think his name yeah. was maybe even Nick um, uh, yeah. across the sea. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I, I grew up all through that area That's and would and would play. I, my first time I tried to get a job, I tried to get a job from the Terwilligers oh, over yeah, there. Sure. I mean, so literally, I mean, yeah. I, so it's 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 kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Um. Just all of that, you know. So so many times things come full circle like that. Yeah. That you don't. You, like I would never imagine that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Especially as a kid walking around there and and yeah. uh, like I always joke about the Howries kicking me out for fishing yeah. the end of their pond when I was yeah. a kid, and <laughs> now she says I can fish whenever I want. So it works it's, out. it's a it's a great little town, and I, yeah. Yeah. I it has it's technically in Warren County, but it has more of a connection to Goshen really yeah, it than does. it does to you know Lebanon or Warren County yeah. and um and it's it's really it's just been really great to put roots down you yeah. know here as a kid yeah. I moved quite a bit yeah. and so this is I've never lived anywhere this long and it's really 
great. And now that I'm not working in the way that I used to work and traveling and stuff, it's um, it's just really nice to be able to put really deep yeah. roots down yeah. where you yeah. live. So. It's and a peaceful spot. Yeah. Over there. yeah, and this church was part part of that. That was you know this was part of that process. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that so cool. Feels for us yeah. Too, I think. yeah, it does. Like, like we went to school here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've shared that like story. <laughs> um, it, it was always weird to, and, and it was literally just someone this week that I was saying something with the church. And I mentioned that it was in Warren County, actually, because mm-hmm. they were like, well, you know, they said something about Claremont County. Yeah. I was like, well, actually, we're yeah. in Warren County, but we still have a Goshen address. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it was one of those kind of stories. But, um, you know, we, we're happy about that. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Yeah, uh, we, we absolutely love that. And uh, we, we're, we're happy with where we're at. We couldn't be happier. Um, we yeah. love this spot, but uh, it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I can remember my older brother's. Our bus driver would actually stop at the general store there in Kazaddale and let them go in and buy pops um, oh, wow. on the bus route. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they they would uh, I think they had to sing if they sang her a song they would she would let them run in and buy pops. <laughs> That's awesome. And so it was it was one of those things. Um, and uh, but uh, um, but yeah. So so we you know um, I, I I know we want to get into some of the meat here, but I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about how. We first connected with Linda, because yeah. um, Linda is one of those people that you have been here. Mm-hmm. Linda saw this when it was when we were babies. when we were, <laughs> yeah. and it was well, we still our babies. She, <laughs> she saw this place before many people ever saw this yeah, place, yeah. and she was no doubt looking at it like these kids are insane she if they saw, think they're going to get. She loved us. <laughs> saw the vintage couch i did and it said jesus and she's like all right i gotta yeah. talk to these people okay the antiques and jesus i'm in and fresh yeah. flowers so so i think the first time you saw so for those of you who don't know we did a what we called kind of a soft launch like in terms of introducing ourselves to the community yeah. and that was at national night out and i it think was. that's yeah, yeah I, I thought that was the first time and yeah. we had yeah. A vintage. We had a couple vintage couches, and yeah, so Beth designed it beautifully. Under the banner, yeah. Um, and uh, and that's where we kind of first met, right? Yeah, we were doing yeah. the fundraiser where you got to vote for who you wanted it to go to. In yeah. The yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was the it was a, we, fire department, the police. The Park District Education. or Goshen Education Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and know Linda what? came right up to us and was asking us all sorts of questions. And what I, I'll tell you why I, I'll tell you what drew me up there. And I, and yeah. um and I think this is probably important when people think about setting something up where you want people to come up and talk to yeah. you. Um, everybody always treats those kinds of events like a booth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you. You put a table right in front of you. You right. literally put a barrier between you and the person yeah. you're trying to connect with. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, how clever is that? To put a couch there and it's like, yeah. sit, down, sit down, stand up, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Let's just sit and visit. And I just thought, what a what a welcoming way to yeah. you know introduce yourself and, to the community. And you know what? I wish we were smart enough to say we thought of that, but we really didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I can't think back. We just on that didn't want to put an ugly black table. <laughs> yeah. up it was yeah. a design decision. <laughs> but but you're right though, because I can remember all in most booths there. That is what it is. It's yeah. people sitting behind a table, and yeah. I never thought about how. Yeah. Um, how that really does open it up, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and removes I, I that barrier. I will say, we did think about the fact, though, even with the church's design, we wanted everyone to feel like you feel it when you come home. Exactly. We wanted you yeah. to feel comfortable. Yeah. So that was a part of that the was a big part. design process. Yeah. We didn't think about the table. Yeah. But Linda came right up to us. It might have been at the inning. You didn't know Linda, but we're like, 
Somebody's asking us about the church. Like, we were so excited. We're trying excited. not to ruin this moment. Like, we're trying to remember everything we wrote. What does the church stand Wait, for? Wait, what, what do we do? do? We, what are we behind? <laughs> Who are we? You know, like, you're like, you know, holding the flyer and stuff. So you didn't know that you were our precious little no, person that were like, she might like us, guys. She might. She followed us on Facebook. <laughs> Well, we kept. I I was I'm really involved with historic preservation in Claremont County, and yeah. and with Goshen Historical Society, we kept bumping into each other at yep. one event after yeah. another, yeah. and um, so you know, and it was so far before the church actually opened, it yeah. Um, that you know, by the time it was August, it yeah, launched till December, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the time um, the church was really ready to open, and you had put out some information. We need some help. I already felt like I knew you guys, you yeah, know. So I yeah. was kind of like, you know, which I I think that's what's nice about a community church, yeah. you know, is mm-hmm. you just you are you have a you have a faster feeling of connection. Yeah. You know? So yeah. well, and that's you know, um, I know you guys have heard me say this, but our heart was not our heart was never we want to pastor a really big church. Mm-hmm. It was that we want to pastor Goshen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we want to pastor the community. Yeah, um, and, and that doesn't always, you know, it's sometimes hard to see on paper right. or, you know, in pictures, um, you know, as you talk about church success and how people a lot of times uh, define that. Uh, but like for us, when we were so early in our journey, you know, when you came up and you were like, hey, I would love to serve the littles. Mm-hmm. It was like, for, that's one that of the hardest things to find sure. yeah. and and yeah. because at the same time keep in mind those littles are were our littles right yeah. right, right. And so here we were we're in this position where we had served as children's pastors for nine years uh, or not nine years nine months <laughs> good night I wouldn't have any hair on my head or my face if we did it for nine years but but we had um you know it was a it was a very different scenario for us where all of a sudden we were, helping find the people who were also going to love on our kids when we were trying to love on other people. And um, I'll never forget, Linda came here, and you met with us um, here at the building. We still didn't have carpet on the floors, I don't think. I mean, it was rough. There was was stuff everywhere. I don't even know if we had a place for you to sit. I think we stood. I think we stood, and we walked around. (laughs) We did. But but I remember both of us immediately had peace with Linda. I mean, it was one of those things that we... We immediately we were like she's the real deal, oh. um, and so so we are so thankful we to have you. For you. A while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but we are we are so thankful to have you as a part of the Real Church family. You've yeah. just been um, you've been a great support to us since well before we ever opened. Well, um, thanks. So thanks. getting to hear your stories all the time, I'm always in all of you. Like, I just love everything about. It. <laughs> The world needs to hear real stories. The world needs to know more about Miss Linda. Is Miss Linda? <laughs> so, so you know, speaking of um, Beth was Beth's always in charge of trying to like do the segues, and she kind of like shifted me into that. Didn't I you? didn't know. I thought 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's natural. Just did a good job. <laughs> so maybe tell us a little bit about your story, right? So everyone's got their own story, and there's different pieces of their story that they want to share. Some they do, they don't, and some people have got a different journey to coming to know Christ. Um, and sometimes the story is, hey, I, you know, I I've known Christ since I was a little kid, but this was the moment that it came alive for me. Yeah. And so maybe share a little bit about your own journey there. Well, my uh, my mom took us to church from the time we were little kids, and and I'm the oldest of six, so we I always knew about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, we were at Sunday school, we were in youth group, we mm-hmm. went to church camp, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus um, until I probably. Um, I'm sure I was married, so it was after tw- I was 24. Yeah. yeah. And so um, things uh, really changed for me when my um, I had already moved out here, and my kids were grown, and I think we did not have any grandkids yet. Um, but I've I've I found Christ, and um, it was. It was so wonderful in some ways, and in other ways, it's just sad because I think how long I went, how long mm-hmm. I knew of him, and yeah. ha- wasn't in a close relationship with him. Yeah. And at the time where I was going to to work, I went to or going to church. I went to um, a ladies' service, and I remember a lady saying to me about raising her children in church. I just wanted to make sure there was never a time when my children said, um, I remember the first time I heard about Jesus. I just wanted that to be a part of their lives from the day they were born. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just a sadness washed over me because I kept thinking, I'm sure that's what my mom wanted. And I just didn't respond, you know, to that call. And, um, and then I thought how remiss I was, um, you know, with, the, you know, our girls. And so it, you know, by the time our grandchildren came, I thought, you know, Lord, yeah. <laughs> uh, there will never be a day when those kids will yeah. say. Uh, so from the time they were babies, I took them. And I also, uh, my grandparents didn't live very long. I remember them, but most of my brothers and sisters don't. I wanted to have that experience of worshiping with these yeah. little kids, you wow. know? And so it, it was a huge part of our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that was so special to me that, that time. And yeah. that was, um, that time was carved out in stone. Yeah. That was, that was ours, you know, for mm-hmm. us and the kids. Well, and, so. and those kids, I mean, they will not, you know, I mean, we know what the scripture says, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you raise a child in the mm-hmm. way they should go and they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And, it's so true because those are seeds like Beth and I were even just talking the other day about myself when I was a kid and I was telling her how I can remember coloring in my coloring books on the church pew mm-hmm. um, during services. Like yeah. I can I can remember that as a kid and you know Beth will tell stories of um, similar situations yeah. for herself for growing sure. up. Yeah. But you don't. You <laughs> really don't. And, <laughs> and that that is that they're still they're hearing the word. They're hearing praise. Mm-hmm. They're seeing worship. They are still experiencing that. Even if your kid's coloring in in the pew, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with any of that because yeah. they are 
they're still engaging still in that process, yep. yeah. you know? I love um, Bible studies, and I love, you know, just adult groups at yeah. church. Mm-hmm. Um, but through those, the grandkids, I really got to look at church from their point of view. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you one thing that really appealed to me about serving in the nursery here when we first started um, was I was in there every week. Yeah. And I know you, Bethany, have asked me a couple of times, I don't want you to feel left out of anything yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I, when my grandkids were first in the nursery, I, I worked in the nursery. Yeah. Um, I, I felt bad for the little kid that cried because his mom went upstairs, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I thought I want him to have the best experience I can give them, yeah. you know, in here. That's why you're perfect for it. <laughs> yeah. It is. And then when... Um, Mackenzie, my oldest granddaughter, when she moved up to the three to five year old, I moved with her and I became their <laughs> you teacher. You graduated. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to tell you, there was a fabulous lady at that church. Her name was Miss Ruth. And, mm-hmm. and everybody knew Miss Ruth. Miss yeah. Ruth worked in the nursery. She ran all the little kid programs. And so yeah. every kid knew her and every kid loved her. And, and she was really wonderful. And, and, you know, I worked with her and she was, she was fantastic. And at the end of my very first day of teaching the three to five year olds, because with the nursery it's all fun and games, right? right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Three to fives, that's big time. You have, you know, now you, you have, step it you up got a curriculum, you, got, you know. So you're on the clock for playtime, snack time. So um, the kids, I thought I did pretty well. So the kids are lined up, ready to go out of the. Uh, waiting for their parents yeah and there were two little boys there and I said did you have a good time and the one said yeah and um he said I think you're great and I said thank you and I was just my 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 heart was just like oh, best so cool. ever. and the little boy next to him said no she's not she stinks Miss Ruth is the oh. best <laughs> so I thought Whoa, I am going to be Miss Ruth <laughs> no matter what. Someday I am going to be Miss Ruth. So some days when I have a really great day here, I think, Miss mm-hmm. Ruth, in your face. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. I absolutely love but that. But I love the fact, you know, some of these kids really, when they go into the nursery, from when you change people from week to week, a lot of times they're going to a stranger, and it's that's got to be scary, especially if you're visiting a church yeah. and they don't know anybody there. Yeah. You know, so I really try and just um, engage with the kids. Yeah. And uh, my parents were the kind of parents that were like, you know, on the floor with you and doing, yeah. and you know, really interactive and stuff. Yeah. And so I just feel like I try and bring that in, and just you know, I think the goal in the nursery is. The kids hear that music, you know, yeah. they know it's a place where you come, mom and dad are doing their thing, and, yeah. um, you know, the kids are just going to have a good time, you know, we're yeah. not going to cry, we're going to have fun, and then yeah. mom and dad are going to come back, and it'll right. be, be fabulous, and, yeah. you know, so I just I just want them to know that church is a safe place, and yeah. it's a good place, and good things happen, and, you know, you yeah. get a lot of hugs, you know, right. yeah. you have good snacks, you right. know. Yeah. Yeah, we keep That's... Linda here for snacks for ourselves. Actually, uh, <laughs> Linda, would you bring us? No. <laughs> so I just, I just want to get them off to you know. It's I, I think it's important to remember that even in the nursery that that's a ministry and yeah. you know, and I just try and keep that in mind. And yep. it's not just about the kids. If I can keep their kids happy, 
um, then they can be focused on the word upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, especially for young parents that have kids it's that huge. little, yeah. that's so important to have that time yeah. to worship together. No, so, and that's one of the things that Beth and I always loved is that, um, you, you know, there's people that we've encountered through many, many years of ministry that look at the nursery as a chore. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like you who really look at it as a ministry opportunity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it yeah. does. I, I mean, I can tell you from our perspective, yeah. that's so important for us, for our kids, mm-hmm. uh, but also for us, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, you know, I we've we've been in, in positions where churches have had to say, we, we don't have nurseries, we don't have anything like that. And um, I can focus just fine because yeah. they're crawling on her, yeah. right? You know, they're not necessarily <laughs> right, crawling on right. me all the time. Um, but but it it makes it ministers to the entire family yeah. when you serve in that way, and, yeah. and especially when you take it seriously. Yeah. Well, I have I have my Bible with me, but yeah. I have um, I keep that with me because every now and then things come up, and I write little notes, and there's tons of messages and notes and stuff yeah. in this beat up Bible for my grandkids. But one of the things that I have in there was a day I was in church and one of my granddaughters was probably a, a young teenager and she was helping with the bigger kids when they had the children's release, mm-hmm. you know, before the message. And um, there were a couple of little kids that were having a really hard time sitting still, you know, Mm -hmm. pew ahead of them. And then finally this point in the service came and the kids jumped up and they ran to the back. And my granddaughter Morgan took them, you know, and escorted them with the other kids back to their, their place. And I watched these parents just kind of settle back. His arm went around her shoulders. They were sharing the same Bible. Yeah. And, you know, I made a point of writing a note to her so I could show it to her later and say, that's why you do that. You know, it's, it's partly for the kids, but it's also for the parents. Yeah. And those parents have a chance to worship as a couple, just the two of them without somebody having to say, Oh no, please stop, sit down, you know, and, and, you know, and just deal with the kids. Um, that's part of our role in nursery and children's services too, is to give that, those parents that time for refreshment, you know, absolutely. and, and, And education. And so, you know, we try and keep that in mind when yeah. you're helping well, in the nursery. It it opens up um, so many opportunities for that family, mm-hmm. for growth, mm-hmm. um, for maturity in their own spiritual journey mm-hmm. and whatever that may look like, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, you know, like I said, I know it's been so important for us in our walk, uh, but again, because of the way that you view it, and the way that you treat those kiddos, um, mm-hmm. you know, they love Miss Linda, mm-hmm. right? And you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they love and passing your house too. <laughs> they do. They do. I was like, There's Miss Linda. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I know I've got some some questions here, and you can, if I ask you one, you'd be like, Tom, I really didn't have anything for that. You can just okay. say that, and I'm going to be okay. Tell me, it's like a lightning um, round. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but you were talking about how you know you serving in that capacity. What it does is it allows, you know, it allows these these families to be able to be ministered to, to be able to mm-hmm. have that time, and it opens up uh, opportunities for impactful ways for God to move, mm-hmm. um, and impactful ways that God will minister to them. Um, do you have some story from your own journey of like some sort of impactful? experience or moment that you've had with God or something that 
something that you would like to share from your own journey, your own walk um, that has been, you know, like I think I think so many of us have aha moments, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes for people like me, it takes a very long time to get that aha moment, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, other people are like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any of those moments that you would want to share now of, you know, some sort of impactful way or a time that maybe God challenged you, that changed you or anything at all like that? I, I, I think uh, in the way that my family is put together, which would take too long to describe here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the children that I've talked about, uh, my grandchildren, have been um, brought together in a variety of ways. Some mm-hmm. are biological um, biologically connected. We have mm-hmm. some that are adopted. And in some ways, the family was put together through, um, there was a, a very painful experience that occurred in the family. and But from that, um, you know, kind of a new family yeah. was, was yeah. born out of all of that. And one thing that uh, that I felt very strongly at, at one point in my life was the Holy Spirit telling me it was about these kids, these five children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I, did, I did not give birth to a child of my mm-hmm. own, um, but it was a very powerful lesson in that God had something else in store for me. Yeah. And, um, and it was these children, and it was um, really, it, 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 was, it, was, it was tangible. It, it, it was yeah. physical. Mm-hmm. I, I literally heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, it's about these kids. You do this for wow. these kids. Yeah. And so we kind of knitted this family together mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it really is, pretty miraculous the way it was put yeah. together yeah. and um so um we have i have an incredible bond with these kids and now they're all getting bigger and they're grown up and one of them just got married a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah. um but it was the first time in a long time we were all together in the same room and it was really something and and you know i it's something i say to a lot of people that um God puts you where he wants you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we don't respond, you know, think mm-hmm. of Jonah, yeah. you know, right. or yeah. whatever. Sometimes we don't respond as we should, but, um, <laughs> you know, I used to think very small. I used to think I would probably get married. I'd probably have a couple right. of babies, you know, and, I, you know, and then, you know, life would go on in a very set pattern. Um, and God had a very different plan for yeah. how my family was going to be put together. Yeah. So yeah. my husband is older than I am. And um, he grew up in Cincinnati. I graduated from school in, in um, from high school in Tennessee and didn't come. Yeah here until my second year of college to come Mm -hmm. to Ohio. My husband had already been to Vietnam and back. He had a whole life experience. He had these two children. Yeah. Um, And he also had um, a sister with Down syndrome. Yeah. And um, he had a mother who, you know, had this daughter who was not able to be the daughter that she dreamed she would have. She had a different kind of daughter. Yeah. And when I... Uh, married my husband, my family was all in Tennessee. Yeah. And so I really needed a, a mom, a physical presence of a yeah. mom because I was, I was, I'd never, um, I could, I never imagined living away from my parents, right. you know, before. 
And I grew up with my um, uncle who was brain damaged, who lived in our home. So for me, it was very natural to have someone in the family like Judy, you know, we just had grown up with it. And then to have this man who raised these little girls until they were 10 and 12 when I came along and at a time when they really needed a woman in the house. Mm -hmm. And then later all of these kids, you know, that's not luck, you yeah. know, that yeah. two people that are that far apart in mm-hmm. age and distance and experience and, you know, mm-hmm. find each other and a family comes together like that. You know, yeah. my mother-in-law and I were very close and I was um, a daughter that she needed and she, you know, filled the shoes of my mom while my mom is in Tennessee mm-hmm. when I couldn't get to her. Yeah. And um, so I look at all of that and, and I think, you know, God hardwired me for that family. Yeah. You know, that's that's why I'm here. And I thought that would be enough. It would be me and my husband and these girls. Yeah. And that yeah. would be it. But he had a much bigger plan. And I think this family is an important example to other people on how families can be put together. Yeah. And we also, I think, you know, now there's families in churches look different than yeah. it used to when I was a kid in church. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think our family is representative of that as well. You yeah. know, um, we have different colors and we yep. have different That's backgrounds right. and we have different um, experiences. And and so um, a lot of families are like that. Yeah. And yeah. so I know when I used to go to church with my grandchildren, um, there weren't a lot of us out there. Yep. Yeah. And now there's a lot of grandparents. I, I didn't raise my grandkids. They had right. parents, right, you know, right, right, right. but there's a lot of grandparents out there that are raising kids, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, you know, so I just, I think it's, I think our family has an important role to share. If nothing, yeah. Yeah, being in church, you know, yeah. that, that says, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, God gets you. Right. You know, Absolutely. and, and this is an environment, you know, that yeah. where people will relate to you. Yeah. And you're welcome and yeah. you're understood. Well, yeah. what I That's what beautiful. I love <laughs> and one of the things that I think is that I kept getting out of this when she was sharing that was um your perspective of the situation. Yeah. Because I, I think that a lot of times we can get caught up in a negative perspective of the cards that I, well, mm-hmm. my parents aren't anywhere near. I got all this. This is against mm-hmm. me. This is against me. This mm-hmm. isn't what I planned. This isn't what I thought. This is, you know, you you could very easily fall into that trap and allow yourself to stay there and become bitter or anything else. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose the route like you did to be able yeah. to say, wow, look at how I can look through my life and I can look at how God prepared me how he ordained me to be in this place and then you can thrive with that type of a mindset Mm -hmm. like so Mm -hmm. many people get into a mindset where they can't experience the joy they can't experience the satisfaction of knowing that this is where god has placed me this is why i am here and then being able to serve the snot out of it right you know what i mean yeah people just sit and moan and cry about the cards that they've Mm -hmm. been dealt and Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just such a beautiful 
story to share because yeah. there are a lot of stories that are similar mm-hmm. to that. And a lot of people can relate. I feel like it's just the prettiest woven story. I just picture this most beautiful patchwork quilt. That That's how we describe so it. We, yeah. we say Maybe it's a, it's a crazy, <laughs> it's a crazy, you know, patchwork quilt of a family, you so know, pretty. but, um, but it, it works. And, you know, I, I think that one of my, the best experiences we've had was my oldest grandson got married a couple of weeks ago and married a really lovely girl. Um, but we were all there together and there are people sitting there sharing a meal at the same table that you wouldn't think would even speak to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and my both granddaughters moved to Texas, you know, one, you know, just briefly, but because they wanted to be close to their brother. And, and you know, these kids, uh, the majority of them don't have a biological connection. A couple of, well, a couple of them do, but, you know, yeah. um, some people, when I, when my granddaughter Mackenzie had decided to follow Alex out to Texas and stay there with him for a while and just try a new city and mm-hmm. see what spread her wings, people <laughs> said to me, you know, aren't you going to miss her? And aren't you sad that she's going? And I said, I'll miss her. But I'm not say I'm proud of the fact that they love each other so much that they yeah. want to stay connected. They yeah. want to be close to each other. They're not ready to let each other go, you know. So that that makes me happy, you Absolutely. know, that they're a strong they're yeah, they're a unit, you yeah. know. So that makes me happy. So yeah. well and it should. I mean yeah. it's a beautiful um I think it's a beautiful journey to be able to see something like that, mm-hmm. especially you know, like I, I think about um, your story and what you're sharing here. Like we we spoke a couple weeks ago about us being a planting church. Mm-hmm. We plant, 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 plant. That's what you've been doing yeah. in kids and grandkids mm-hmm. and in that entire family that you've been you've been planting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, um, I know that Kim is devastated that you're not really a planter into the dirt <laughs> and the soil. <laughs> She just she's heartbroken I, still. Really, uh, that is my dirty little secret. I can't grow anything. Anything. You can. You can grow family. You can grow I, family. Yeah, that's You're right. Yeah, you yeah. nurse that thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't waste my time with roses. I can, yeah. I when when she brought in those lovely little plants in these cute little pots to a women's group. Yeah. I thought, oh, please don't give me one of those. Please don't give me one of those. Well, she'll teach you. Oh, it's so funny! It's so funny, um, but but I, I think that's I think that is just a beautiful story yeah. about the right perspective um, mm-hmm. because any one of us can have the wrong perspective mm-hmm. of any mm-hmm. situation, and you know um, Bethel, remember the the passage on where it's at about how. God works all all things to the good, to the good. To, right? <laughs> of those who, love. Of those who yeah. love Him, and you know we have to be willing to look at situations, no matter how difficult, no matter how unfair, no matter how challenging that mm-hmm. they may be, and be able to look at them and say, "All things work to the good," mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't yeah. matter what that situation was. What matters is that I serve and believe in this God. Mm-hmm. who works all things to the good. And yeah. when you can really capture that perspective, it just changes everything. Mm-hmm. It changes every experience from that point on if yeah. you've got yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and I think that reminds me, I know we've heard so many of your beautiful stories and 
one I would love if you wouldn't mind to share because I think it's a part of what made you you as well is that story you shared with Tom and I about your father. I think that's just oh, such when my a father powerful. was saved. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like what a beautiful such story! Such a powerful testimony that would minister to so many people. Well, I think the interesting thing about my dad about that story was that my dad did not go to church with us. My mom took us to church yeah. all those yeah. years, and. My dad showed no interest in church other than the fact he respected the, that we would go, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But my dad didn't attend. If there was a wedding or something, obviously he was there, but he didn't yeah. attend church. And at the end of his life, and he was he was only 65 when he yeah. passed away, towards the end of his life, he had had to stop working and he was just riddled with cancer and, and it, was, um, it was really awful. And he was having a terrible time getting around. He was in and out of the hospital in a nursing home and, yeah. and it was very, very bad. And it was tough for all, of, all six of us uh, kids to watch him in that condition. But um, the youngest of my brothers um, was in a men's Bible study group. Mm -hmm. And um, every other week he went to this group and at the end they would say, does anybody have any prayer requests? And here's my dad who, th this cancer ravaged him over nine years. So wow. this was not a fast process. Wow. So um, it just steadily got worse and worse and worse and spread. And, and so this was a really torturous um, experience for him. My brother never asked this group to pray for healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He asked only to pray for my dad's salvation. Yeah. Week after week, month after month, for wow. three years, mm -hmm. every time they met. Does anyone have any prayers? Yes, please pray for my dad's salvation. And then uh, one night, some men were from that group were visiting someone else in the neighborhood. They finished that visit, realized they were close to my parents' home. They hadn't met him, but they knew where mm -hmm. they lived. Yeah. And they said, let's just go say hello to Kurt's dad and see how he's feeling. And they came in, and of course, my dad is a little resistant. He's thinking, okay, here they go. They're going to try and <laughs> twist my arm right. and get me to yeah. go to church. And so they visited for a little bit, and the whole time my dad's waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then finally... Uh, one of the men said, well, we really appreciate you letting us come in and say hello. Yeah. And they told him about his son um, praying for him all these weeks and months and years. And all he asked for was his salvation. Yeah. And they said, we just wanted to come in and say hello and shake the hand of a man who raised a son like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my dad, who was not able to even get up without some help at that point, immediately went to his knees and received Christ right there in wow. the middle of the living room. He said, so I need incredible. Jesus. I need Jesus. <laughs> and it was as if he had always gone to church, you know, yeah. from that point on. He was so filled with the Lord. And yeah. they were redecorating the church at the time. And he, one of the last times he was out of the house, he was in a wheelchair and he just mm -hmm. insisted that we take him to the sanctuary so he could see the new sanctuary. Wow. It was so important for him to see where everybody Such was going to worship. And the other thing that was important about that, um, you know, my brother, there are two things I think to take away from that is my brother knew the bigger picture. My brother mm -hmm. knew that my dad healed, um, is not fully well. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. that yeah. my dad needed Christ more than so he needed good. a physical body. Yeah. And so he, my brother looked beyond his current condition wow. and thought about his eternal condition. The other thing that was important that came out of that, that none of us knew, was that my dad was always interested in yeah. church. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no one had ever approached him in the right way. He all yeah. he was one of those people who thought by the time he was really curious or interested about it that he he had lost too much ground yeah. and that too many people in church already knew way more than he did. Do I have the right clothes? Um, I don't know the songs. I don't know when to stand and when to sit. And he was so concerned about the the education part of it about yeah. knowing the bible the yeah. you know and and the rituals mm-hmm. um yeah. that he was intimidated and wow. that was what prevented him from having an earlier relationship with the lord wow it's one of the things that really drew me to this church mm-hmm. um because it wasn't so steeped in ritual because it wasn't over programmed right um because it was about relationships yeah. you know i mean the yeah. first you know the yeah. first letter in in <laughs> In, in our, the name of our church, and it right. was about relationships. And so, uh, you know, since then, you know, we've all heard stories about that person that said, today mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, and they're gripping yeah. the back of that pew, and yeah. they say, I'm going to go <laughs> oh, forward, yeah. or I'm going to ask somebody, or yeah. I'm gonna talk to somebody. Um, and so it really reminded me, you know, you have to create an environment mm-hmm. um, you know, I would have loved to have gone to church with my dad. I yeah. mean, eventually we saw him baptized. That was an yeah. incredible wow. experience. And yeah, his grandsons <laughs> had it, saw him baptized. And, wow. you know, we, we had this wonderful moment where he was in a white robe and he came mm-hmm. down into the water to be baptized. And one of his little grandsons, you know, pushed another one and said, Paul looks just like an angel, you know? And we were like, oh, thank God we had that moment. You know, it was such an incredible, that's how his grandkids remember. Yeah. Remember, what a a wonderful impact. And it pushed all the rest of the family who were sitting on the fence about Jesus right over the edge. Every one of them said, I've got to get this right. Thank you, you Jesus. Right. (laughs) And God knew. God knew what he was going to do. God (laughs) knew, but it it also, you know, God had been waiting for my dad for a long time. Yeah. And so um, I was so grateful to those men who Mm -hmm. just came, who just thought, you know, Hmm, I think I'll stop. They had never seen him right. before. Yeah. It was really too late to be appropriately making a call. It was, <laughs> you know, um, it was such an important thing to do, but it, it reminds me how important it is to, I never asked my dad, do you ever, do you right. want to go to church? Do yeah. you ever want to, you know, yeah. I didn't know he had a Bible. He had a Bible. I yeah. never wow. knew that until after he was gone, you know? Wow. So it just is a great reminder to kind of take the pulse of the people around us. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's the people close to us, closest to us, and we think we know them. And, Absolutely. Yeah. But we don't. Yep. The relationship with the Lord is very, very personal. Mm-hmm. It is. We don't always know what yeah. we, you know what we think yeah. we know isn't always right. You know, and yeah. I just assumed my dad had no interest. I didn't know he was. Yeah. You know, a little intimidated or felt wow. awkward or didn't know, yeah. you know, right? it didn't feel worthy, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that's what's so important Yeah, more so than, you know, too many programs or yeah. too many events mm-hmm. or too many, yeah. you know, sometimes we need to just get down to basics yeah. and yeah. say, do you have a relationship? Yeah. You know, with yeah. You? And if not, can I help you get yeah. there? Right. So, And I think that goes back to what Tom just taught on. What was our last service? I can't A couple remember. weeks ago. A couple weeks ago about how 
you know, the planters, the, mm-hmm. the sowers and the planters, mm-hmm. like your brother and mm-hmm. your children and your mm-hmm. mother, like mm-hmm. had been sowing and sowing mm-hmm. and sowing and sowing. But it mm-hmm. wasn't your brother or you guys that did the last deal. Right. It was his friends. So it's yeah. like it shows you how it's the family of God together, That's all right. doing our part, yeah. all sowing. Mm-hmm. What was the scripture, babe? One sows, one another plant plants. or another waters. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and God was... gives the increase. Yeah. yeah. There was... So that I thought that was the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Of I that. mentioned to you in a Bible study long ago um, in a church where I used to help clean and Lee yeah. brought me in to help clean and yeah. like revolutionized the way I thought yeah. about that. She this is in. a beautiful story. Yeah, she now. said, um, <laughs> you know, she was like, you come meet me up here and I'll show you how to do it. Well, I mean, I know how right, to turn like, on a vacuum, on. right? Come on. I, you know, I think I can clean the toilet, you know, but this, this is the realness of this lady <laughs> took me through and she was showing me, you know, vacuuming. She goes, now when you get up here and she was up near the front of the church, you have to be so careful. And she said, I think about this and I think someone right here, I'm getting this space ready for them to lay face down and hand yeah. their life over. I thought, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is not, I mean, this lady knew her value. Yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't about just sweeping. It was about yeah. preparing the house of the Lord. I mean, yeah. she yeah. really got it. Yeah. And when we were, you know, cleaning the nursery and we're cleaning the bathrooms. You know, so yep. she said people will make decisions before they ever get in that sanctuary. Yeah. And they're going to make decisions about this church because of the way this room looks or that room looks yeah. or, you it's know. true. And I yeah. thought, that's true. And she said, we've got to get that out of the way so that they, are, wow. they can get straight to the heart of things. It is. And I, I just thought it was so incredible because... You know, I mean, obviously she took her job very seriously. Right. But what really got me was she understood that everybody had a role to play, you yeah. know, in yeah. the kingdom of God. And at that particular time, that was hers. You know? yeah. yeah. So whatever, what I went up there looking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to sweep the floor. And she was like, <laughs> right. no, you're preparing the road yeah. to the kingdom. You are yeah. 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 She, she was way deeper into this than, than I wow. was. But it showed me how important... You know, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it like goes back to the nursery. You yeah, know I mean? it does. Every it role you know, has importance. Every every role has importance, mm-hmm. and um, and not everybody realizes um, that how important those small things yeah. can be. Yeah. Um, when we started this new format for our right. church, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was the first time I ever thought I could. I could go out and talk about our church and I could do things that would help people get to know us and feel comfortable coming in and taking a look and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, opening that door a little bit. Um, I never had that sense that I, you know, you know, I mean, everybody has their gifts, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. That that to me was not one of mine. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you say evangelism, I say, see ya. Do you want me to vacuum the yeah. floor? <laughs> yeah. How about I watch the kids or I vacuum the floor? I do this, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But I, you know, God sees it all. Yeah. And, and so it all has, it all has importance and it all has it does. relevance. So. Well, and, all, and, and the thing about it for us is about um, making sure that I think, and I, I know I get in trouble for saying this all the time, but in the church, we have glorified such spots or positions within the church to a degree that a lot of other people feel like, well, I'm just here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. 
no one is just here in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. No one is just here as a part of of that connection. Mm-hmm. And, if you're pursuing your walk for Christ, you can't just right. be here. There is there is purpose. <laughs> there is opportunity. Um, we all have our own circle of influence, and it is about for us. It's about equipping people, and even more than just equipping, but igniting mm-hmm. that fire within mm-hmm. them to be able to say look, you are capable, right. you are able, and you have more influence than you even realize in your mm-hmm. own life. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are the too. enemy <laughs> wants you to believe that you aren't influential enough mm-hmm. to be able to speak to these people or mm-hmm. to be able to share with these people. But God's like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. we've got this. Or you aren't good enough. Yeah. I, I get yeah, that one a lot. Absolutely. I don't, I didn't come from that kind of family. Yeah. I don't live in that I kind of house too now. much. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, there are just so many, yeah. I, I see so many things that people look at traditional church and they think, I don't mm-hmm. fit that mold. Yeah. So, and you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think is, is, so exciting to be able to remove some of that, yeah, yeah, um, and so that people say, you know, you know, yeah, you could, you, you don't have to fit anything, right? You know, that's it. Yeah, um, come as you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. come as that's you it. are, because you know, God uses all of our uniqueness to speak to those people that we have in our circle. You know, Absolutely. there's certain people I can't minister to because they don't relate to me, or right. you mm-hmm. know, and God uses each one of us. So, absolutely, yeah, we're all part of the. Body of Christ working together to accomplish this. When I uh, first decided to become a part of this church, I didn't necessarily have the nursery in mind. Yeah. But I just, I listened to what you were trying to do here Mm -hmm. and who you were trying to reach. And um, I just, you know, I've said to you before, I just felt this hand at my back that was just like, help them. Yeah. Yeah. Help them. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that, you know, I would find a fit somewhere right. in here, but yeah. I had to get in there. Yeah. You have to get, you know, yeah. you have to get in the game first. I'm yeah. glad you, know? you listened. So. <laughs> yes, we are so thankful. Because, I mean, for us, and, and it's an interesting journey because in our own experiences, you know, a lot of people will talk about us when they talk about planting the church. And the first thing they tell you to do when you go to plant a church is build a big launch team. Mm-hmm. Like get all these people, get all the right people the problem with that for us um, is partially building a big team of people, to be quite honest, means taking people from their existing churches. Mm-hmm. That's really what it means, mm-hmm. uh, because you're not going to get people that are going to serve in all these capacities, and they're going to fill all these spots if they're going to be mm-hmm. fresh off the streets, just now said hello to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's just no, no, They're not just going to fill those spots. And so that was a challenge for us, because that was never our heart, right? And so... You know, I always say that it was one of those things for us that, you know, if you build it, they might come. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you're going to have all the masses because you got the biggest and the best team and all that stuff. And we're like, no, no, no. What we're going to have is we're just going to be genuine. We're mm-hmm. going to care about people in this community. And we believe that if we just walk out the things that God has told us to, all of that will come, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to try to drag people away from another situation. We're not going to try to knock on someone else's door and say, hey, I need these people and these people and these people. We're just going to serve and love our community. Mm-hmm. And people who serve and love their community will jump on board and say, I want to serve our community in this way. Yeah. And and that's why um, you're such an important part to us because 
right from the get-go, when you started talking, you talked about how much you loved your community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is what we believe the local church is supposed to do. The local church is supposed to love their community. love people. And love the people (laughs) in that community, (laughs) you know, and that's... That's part of our that's part of our goal. When Jesus walked through, they experienced his love above all else, mm-hmm. right? And so we are to walk that out, we are to carry that with us in our communities because guess what? If the people in your community are like, "Yeah, I know that Linda." <laughs> you know? Guess yeah. what? You probably should go to church in another town. Because you know I mean? <laughs> some people find out, wait, they went to church? Are you that person? Are you kidding me? They don't go enough. You know, I mean, whatever the story is. But but that's what we want. We want to be able to serve. We are we are missionaries in every aspect. We're missionaries in the grocery store. We're missionary at the hardware store. Mm-hmm. We're missionary at the gas station, wherever gas we are, gas station. stations. Um, we're there to be able to love people Mm -hmm. and serve them. And it starts by, you have to be willing to love your community. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and that, I think that's where it starts. And I think just hearing your heart to Linda, what you're doing for our kids and it just speaks volumes for what you're, you're speaking volumes into their life. They are never going to forget you when you, Mm -hmm. when you are pouring into them and you pour into the women at, when you just are attending women's discipleship, like, all of us love you. Like we can't not like you. Like well, you are going to be a Mrs. Ruth, but you're Mrs. Well, Linda. I was just going to say, I've never once heard my kids say anything about Miss Ruth. Yeah. So yeah. Just, I'm just saying, you know. Now Miss Ruth is awesome, and she's she's she making pretty great. But, uh, she's uh, impacted yeah. so yeah. many lives. She impacted your life. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I never have forgot my Sunday school teachers, even yeah. when I was really little. To when that's when I got saved in Sunday school with my Sunday school teacher, and like yeah. to me, like I'm an all of them still because they yeah. impacted me so much and I just thought they were so amazing and they made it so fun and like yeah. church is the best and Jesus is the best and like <laughs> like that's what they poured into yeah. me of course my family too but that's what you're doing in so many yeah. people's lives mm-hmm. and when you're you know when you serve with us when you're in women's discipleship with us with everything you do like we're all pouring into each other just by mm-hmm. being that, who god made us that. to be and being mm-hmm. open to let god work through us mm-hmm. and i just i love you <laughs> well, i think the advantage I, I think of being in a small church and especially mm-hmm. a church that you know you can be kind of nimble and you yeah. know pull things together quickly and yeah. and, and and serve you know when needed you know yeah. it, I, I think one of the advantages of that is you really do get to know each other and, mm-hmm. and it, you you can move towards being a real church family instead of a church member or family yep. faster. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just in the way my crazy family is all put together, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the church family, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all it. different, and yeah. but we're all, we're all pulling in the same direction. You know, we're mm-hmm. all following you know, literally the same book, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, so we, we all pull together, you know, for the family and in this case, a family of God. But, um, I've always found so much value in, um, Bible study and small groups. And, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that is you, you really get to know people faster and better. And, you know, you understand Mm -hmm. your fit and you connect better, um, than you do in a service where, you, there, there's not a lot of interaction. And so yeah. sometimes when things get too formal, 
um, it's there's there's kind of barriers that come. Yeah, there. yeah. So I for think sure. you know mm-hmm. I and, and I don't think it happens everywhere, but I think for people who really need Jesus, it's just a stumbling block they don't need. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I'm I'm proud of the fact that our church is very um, open and yeah. we're very relaxed. We just want you to come in and mm-hmm. you know just we just want to make it possible for mm-hmm. you to yeah. find your way. Yeah, you know, to the Lord. So yeah, um, it, it's um. I don't know. It's just it's just great to yeah. be part of a, a yeah. group that is all working in the same direction. Yeah, I don't I don't think we have ever or probably could ever be accused of being formal. No, <laughs> I would say no. That's a big no. Well, and I'll tell you, uh, Linda. Sometimes it can be discouraging as pastors because you feel so much pressure to grow your church and grow, and you're like, we're yeah. not growing like mm-hmm. we thought we would grow. You mm-hmm. know, and you feel this pressure to be bigger and bigger and. And we haven't been bigger, mm-hmm. but God has been doing such mighty things with our small little group. And I think yeah. it was maybe a month or so ago, I was feeling really discouraged. Like, God, are we doing the right things? Because we are mm-hmm. not growing, at least in the mm-hmm. way that we can see. We we are growing in ways that we hear stories about mm-hmm. people hearing about what we're doing. And so we don't know what God's doing there. But um, I felt like God, the Holy Spirit whispered to me about a month ago, he was like, I had 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah. snap. Like, yeah. I felt the Holy Spirit goosebumps like, girl, awesome. you're right where I want you. Yeah. We're doing a lot of things with the little people right now. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I'm not saying we're not going to grow. I believe we will grow. But I felt like it was God just giving me peace that mm-hmm. we're doing the right things. And he's doing a lot with our mighty little church. And we just keep being obedient and keep following him. And he's going to make that flourish but that just really ministered to me that i think tom you pointed out too that um you know it wasn't about filling this church with people that was going to make have this church make its biggest impact yeah you know and i think about uh the you know i've told the story of my dad's salvation many times and Mm -hmm. i i know it's helped a lot of people um particularly a lot of women whose husbands don't go to church. Yeah. Um, and you know, that was, it was helpful to me. My husband doesn't attend church. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a very powerful lesson to me to say, never say never. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was my Mm -hmm. own father and I had no idea he ever had an interest in church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I loved him. We were close. He was a wonderful dad. Yeah. And that was a big piece of him that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in, and and I never would have dreamed that that would have happened, you know, yeah. after all that yeah. time. And so it taught me in my own marriage, you know, mm-hmm. to you know just keep praying, yep. you know, yeah. just keep praying. Yeah. But you know, the other thing um, is, I know that that um, when my dad received Christ, that impacted a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But he still and. This was main, largely because he was too ill. He wasn't still did not go to church every single Sunday. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Was over. yeah. 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 But that didn't stop him and yeah. his story from impacting people. So I think a lot yeah. of times, what we do out there in mm-hmm. the community doesn't necessarily, you know, relate to attendance inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. But, but it's, still- <laughs> it's still having a big impact yeah. out there. Well, so and I think it's it can be frustrating when we don't see it. Yeah. Um, and you I know, think- and that has. And I think that's one of the things that we've learned is that we may never fill our church with the community, Mm -hmm. but we will fill our community with Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Fill God's kingdom. Yeah. And that's, you know, Tom's message again, 
if you guys haven't listened, it's out there. But it really encouraged me to remember that God, and this is why you got to be in God's word every day, um, about how one will sow and one will plant. And it was like such a, the pressure's off. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to figure it all out. We just mm-hmm. got to keep being obedient to what God says, even if it's just plant, 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 plant. And he's, he's seeing the fruit that's happening and we're just got to trust him with whatever he tells us to do. And we don't, we don't have to always see the results. So mm-hmm. we just have to yeah. trust him with it going out. Mm-hmm. It's going out. His word's going out and doing it because it's alive. So, mm-hmm. But it is, I know from our perspective, it's people like you who have come along, served alongside us, served in so many different capacities and helped and been a part of encouraging us through yeah. this journey that... It makes that. it possible. It makes it possible. That's and so true. that is That's the body nice working You're together. our little plant, Linda. <laughs> and you haven't killed it. We okay? haven't scared her off yet. We haven't killed it yet. <laughs> well, with that, I wanna I know we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here. Um I got one more. I, I know. I know I know you're gonna have one more question. <laughs> so Beth always finals with one rando question. Well, we keep doing the same ones. So you're no, you're supposed to do a different question. You have to give her a random question, but make it a choice. Make it a this or that, right? So Bethany always finals with a question, and it's it's just a random question. Well, the last two, I'm pretty sure were the same. They were because you didn't think through it till the very end. Because I love playing the question game. I don't know if you've listened to the other ones but yet. But Bethany Linda, loves but, the question game. So we always ask at the end a random question. Tom already said that, and I'm repeating myself. <laughs> You're doing a good job. But I think, like, if you had to pick, you have to pick, Linda. And the, lo- the other people were asked, ketchup or mustard for the rest of your life? What would you pick? But, oh, team mustard. All right. Oh, she's Kim mustard. is going to yeah. be happy. Kim yeah. Eifert is a big mustard she fan. Is a mustard. Yeah. <laughs> but to throw a new one out there, Uh-oh. to switch it up, if you had to be burning up for the rest of your life or freezing cold for the rest of your life, what would you pick? You have to pick it, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> she always she always makes sure you know that you have to. You don't. There's no. There's no option. Out. I really prepped for this, and I didn't <laughs> see this coming. I, just, I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna be cold. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's it. All it right. takes cold for all out, all you out there. Figure That's out right. what you're going to pick for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, we usually leave it to Beth to throw them off with the last question and then we go, like, yeah. I felt really good about that till the end. Uh, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you always play the question game and then I put clauses in mine like, well, you didn't say it couldn't do this or oh, this with it. You know? But there's no rules. The rules. There's no feel rules like on it, really. information. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, we want to say again, thank yeah. you, Linda, for joining us for tonight. Uh, we are so thankful to be able to have you um, kind of share a little more of your story um, with us with us all through the Real Stories yeah, podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so much for stepping out there. I know it was That's right. This was fun. Good. Great. great. So it wasn't as bad, was it? No. <laughs> all right. You guys have a great day, whatever it I is like that you're doing. like, we love you, Miss Linda. <laughs> I'm looking this up Miss Ruth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Linda.